What's going on, Trophy Kids? We got an awesome one here for you today. It is the NFL show week three. I've been bad in the NFL. There's no hiring from it. We know that. You know that. But we're changing some things up this week. The content is great. The info is great. We're changing up the way we make some picks. It's a good one. Let's go. Welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is September 24th. We are back for week three of the NFL show. Michael has returned. How are we doing good, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, in life, in gambling, just getting Ooh. beat to crap in the NFL. This yeah, is... fade me. Fade oh, me. Fade me hard at this point. It's Me and Big Ben are going to end up looking like red from uh, Pineapple Express here in a couple weeks, because the NFL is brutalizing us. Um, yes. I went back and I looked too. What's even more depressing is you should never compare years to years, but it's hard not to be like, all right, this has been terrible. What did I do last year? I looked back. I didn't have a losing week in the NFL until week eight. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. Just the nice. greatest gambling season ever. Last year, this year, was what, like one and seven in week one, four and five this past week. It has been in the NFL just a train wreck at this point. It's been hard. Uh, there's like 18 one and one teams, and then just some of these teams that are 0 and 2. You're like, really? They're 0 and 2? And yeah, it's it's been a tough one. Oh, for sure. Um, but we're going to change it up this week. I'm going to do something a little different. I, uh, I still did the normal prep, still went through some of the stats, but I went back to my old routine. I realized the last couple, like last year, year before that, normally what I do is I go through the board. I'm like, oh, I like this game. I like that game. All just off gut, pure instinct. And then I go look into them like, was I, you know, is there stuff to support that initial gut pick? Before I was just like, all right, let me break down each game, then go make a pick. I'm overthinking it. I'm just too much in my head. I'm too deep into the matrix right now. I, I can't see the board. I got to pull myself out. Try something different this week. We're going to do a little bit more gut eyeball check than a pure analytic check. Sometimes you just got to go with the gut. You got to go with your little leaner. You got a little leaner, you know, go, go, to, go to the leaner side. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes that's how you got to do it. Um, I've had some great weekends where I'm like, oh, shit, it's already the weekend. Um, let me look at the board, and I just bam, bam, bam. And then I'm like, whoa, that was a great weekend. So sometimes you got to go You got to go that way. Shoot shoot from the hip sometimes there, a little wider. Don't style. overthink it. I'm, I'm with you. Don't overthink it here. We're picking from the gut. Uh, before we get into that, a couple things. I got a couple stats on betting-wise. Uh, this was per bet side. NFL Week 2 betting results. Favorites were 7-9. and nine. Against the spread, home teams were 6-10. and 10. Against... The spread underdogs were five and eleven straight up over unders nine and seven. Season at eight favorites not faring well. This has been, I think, a problem. Is it's just it's hard sometimes when we know this team is objectively better coming into it because of all the preseason work you do. You get you get messed up in the totals. Um, it's eleven and twenty one against the spread favorites. Home teams are thirteen and nineteen against the spread. Underdogs fourteen and eighteen straight up over unders are sixteen and sixteen. So interesting little mm. betting statistics there. I have a bad one, though, for you. Um, mm -hmm. I think anybody with eyeballs, you may or may not agree, could felt like the officiating has been off this last week. Pretty bad week. Yeah. Felt like a lot of felt like a lot of laundry was on the field. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. But oh, yeah, I've got a, a stat that would would uh, prove that to be correct if you had that inkling. Um, Ryan uh, or not Ryan Goslin. Rick Coslin, that'd be that'd be wild. Ryan Coslin's just out here tweeting out. Hey, really, NFL. Ryan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tweeting out NFL officiating stats. Um, through 17 weeks in 2020, there was never a weekend when 200 penalties were assessed. The high was 198 penalties in week two. This season, officials have assessed 214 penalties in week one, 221 in week 
two. It's a trend that doesn't bode well. Doesn't bode well for yeah. the game and the flow of things. Agreed. That's too many. You know, this game's not about the officials. They don't need to steal the spotlight all the time. Dude, um, some of these yeah. dudes, you see them, they're getting yoked because they're spending more time on TV. It does mm-hmm. feel like at times, like we're just calling ticky-tacky shit because I want to get my biceps on television for everybody to see at points. It does seem it's a little suspicious. I agree. I can't think of the name of the official. Have you have you you've seen the uh, NFL bad lip reading stuff videos, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's one where the guy's like, and I had all my bean bags on the floor, and every time he comes on, I don't know his <laughs> name. He's kind of like gray, gray hair. I'll put a picture in the in the video here. But every time I just hear that bad lip reading voice, and I can't take him seriously. I'm like, I don't care what your call is. You you got bad bean bags everywhere. <laughs> You can't take him serious here, and you know I, I hope this isn't too controversial what I say here, but I'm not an ageist, but some of these officials, they're looking a little a little wise, a little old. This is a fast game. I've been saying this for years. We might want to put an age limit. Uh, God bless them. Um, I mean, there are other areas that they can still contribute to society, very much so, um, but it's a physical job. I agree. Um, Phase them yeah. up to the booth. Why are they not the ones? We should have the young bucks on the field, older veteran guys in the review booth, even though the review got some interesting calls, <laughs> but <laughs> that didn't, right. didn't always pan out. It's really fun when you're like, this is a billion-dollar industry. We wager money on this, and they still can't get reviews right. It's real, real fun aspect of the game. It's oh, unbelievable. But that has been that has been your stance for a while. I agree with it. The game, it's only getting faster. I mean, the yeah. eyeballs, I don't know, you know, it's just common sense. As with everything on your body, it ages, gets slower. Mm-hmm. We're playing a fast-ass game. We should have some young officials on the field. Put the old people up in the booth. There you yeah. go. They still have a job. We're still employed. We're not firing <laughs> them. We're just leveling them up. <laughs> I'm with you. All righty. Um, I think just to start, I have a, kind of a surprise and a disappointment uh, so far through the season. I, I think the number one surprise, and you can correct me if it's sort of around the same lines in your end around, the Oakland Raiders, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. I am shocked, to be honest. I was making fun of them halfway through the first game against the Ravens. Like, oh, man, they got they got years of Gruden left here. But this team, it's a damn good football team right now. They are, they mm-hmm. are sort of my surprise of the year, I think, or up to this point, two weeks in, not a, not a huge sample size, but extremely surprising. I mean, when I think of surprise 2-0 and teams, they are the first one that comes to my mind. Um, Derek Carr's played really well. Um, I remember in our, in a, our, gosh, AFC West breakdown, we were laughing when talking about this team. <laughs> yes. um, I, shit, even week one, we were all laughing at how they were doing everything they could to not win the game. Mm-hmm. But they appear to be a very good football team right now. They went out and they've beaten the class, both teams out of the class of the um, AFC north yep. and i mean it's just that's in, that's very impressive i never would have expected that i figured zero and two was far more likely than two and oh i agree i i was impressed just on the offense ability to perform against a very like all of us would say the steelers defense very good defense like they, yeah. they performed very well so mm-hmm. um we'll talk about them a little bit more that was definitely my kind of surprise i think my disappointment is that the Chiefs are continually like the worst team against the spread? I I looked at them; they're like one and eleven. This team yeah. that we continue, and I guess there's probably bigger disappointments. I'm taking it from a gambling side. I don't know why. I always every year. I think I set myself up to be disappointed by them. They're still a phenomenal football team, but they're sort of turning into like a college program where year in and year out, you know, as things change, they stay the same. Great offense, terrible defense, play way too many close games. Now, granted, their competition level has been pretty high you know they get the Ravens week two um but still surprised that they just 
they really don't seem to be able to get great separation from teams. And they played the Browns week one. So tough sample size. But I just like to see, like, it's sort of like the Titans thing, you know, defensively. Yeah. It just never seems to get better. Yeah, I know what you mean. They, it's, they, they don't seem to they seem to have these same issues that the chiefs have had. Um, they're this awesome team, like you said, but the defense, you know, other than a few big names like Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, they just don't seem to perform up to the level that they need to. Um, it has been a tough, um, tough start, obviously two really good teams. I feel like they faced, um, but yeah, they, they kind of remind me, like you said, it, like a college team, like a big 12 team, like, <laughs> like an Oklahoma, like it's weird. Yeah. I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying by that. Like it just, you expect some of these teams, these NFL teams, like they, they identify like the really good ones. We're talking about the top tier organizations. They identify areas they're weak at and they get better at them. Yeah. It they just have not. Seem to be wor- yeah. They no, just they have, have not. <laughs> right. Like it's just surprising to me year in and year out. Now, once again, grain of salt here, they have played two very good football teams that mm-hmm. are going to be duking it out for the top of the AFC in the Browns and the Ravens, but still tough showing to start. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't know if you had any other surprise or disappointments before we hop into the games, but those were those were two things that jumped off to me through week two weeks of uh, NFL. No, I'm with you. Yeah. All righty, let's get into some games. We have got some very good games this week. You know, we'll talk about some of the bigger ones. I mean, there's one that jumps right off the page in my Bucks and Rams. Most people have those oh. power ranked one and two. We'll talk about them here yeah. in a minute, but we'll start off with a little little appetizer, a little. Uh, Kind of shittier football teams, we'll say. Sorry for the wor- language there, Mom. But eh, eh, you know, two of the worst competing for bottom barrel, Falcons and Giants. I saw this line oh. at three last, over-unders at 47.5. I wish I had. I don't really have a great feel in this game. It is two teams that are so bad, I don't really know how to handicap them well. This is what I got. Falcons looked a little bit better against the Bucks, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they completely lost the game towards the end. Um, really kind of shit the bed there but they looked better so that's an improvement giants Mm -hmm. also looked better had a very winnable game but i also chalk up that to like they just seem to play the football team for whatever reason very close every year so how much can i really put that in to them going forward where are you at on this game in this kind of opening opening line I very much agree with your point, especially what you just brought up about the Giants. So me as a football team fan, like I kind of look at the Giants as like, hey, they're pretty good. Um, so like when I look at that, I'm like Giants minus three. I love it. But you're, you're so right. They always look good against us. But I mean, Denver smacked them around um, in week one. Daniel Jones threw for like 110 yards, which is generally what he does unless he's playing my football team. Um so I, I understand your concern. You watched the, I'm assuming, the whole Falcons game last I weekend. Um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of the Falcons yet. From what I've seen out of just watching clips of Matt Ryan, it, it actually looks like it's starting to go pretty fast. Um, it looks like I saw a clip where he had Calvin Ridley and he just did not have the arm strength and the safety was easily able to get over due to him just not having arm strength. So that's slightly concerning. Um, me kind of just though, being biased and I just have this different view of the giants than everyone else does. I'm going with the giants minus three and I actually feel pretty confident about that, but it's kind of stupid because I mean, the giants get their asses kicked all the time. They're, they're not good. Uh, Yeah, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a battle of battle of the bads this week. In, uh, yeah, it's a bad game. The Meadowlands. I I like it because there's no hook on it right now, so you don't have that point five over right. there. You're well with you're within pushability. This is gonna be a close game. I agree. I think the Falcons once again that first week against the Eagles was bad. The O line is not good. Arthur Smith is showing some signs of might be a little bit ahead of himself here. The the NFL head coaching job might be a little bit of too much of a spotlight because there are there are guys who are meant to be coordinators and there are guys that are meant to be head coaches. Some people are great at being able to, you know, be offensive or defensive minded. As soon as their unit's off the right. field, they can shut it down. They don't have to think about other parts of the game and they can make adjustments based off that. A lot of dudes struggle to grasp the head, you know, it's no knock against him. It's there's thirty two of them every season and most of those jobs are rotating. Um it's hard as shit to be an NF as Urban, which we'll get to is finding out. <laughs> um and the defense is, you know, the cupboard's a little bare there. But they play better week two against what many would consider the best football team. The problem I'm having is it's home game for the Giants. That weighs into it. They do seem a little bit tougher. My brain is like they play really good against the Washington football team every year. So how much can I really do that? But they they got the shit kicked out of them by the Broncos, as you said. Broncos are yes. a damn good football team, though. As we alluded to, they really just had the quarterback position, which was, you know, question marks. Teddy has showed plenty capable. I'm with you. I kind of lean Giants here, and I like them because there isn't that hook on it. You know, I think it's going to be a field goal game, so I'm cool to lay it. I mean, the juice is one 104 right now, so it's pretty decent. Um, I like the Giants lean kind of on this one. All righty. Cards, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Lines at seven and a half. We mentioned Urban, so I figured it's an easy transition. Urban this week alluded to, every week is like playing Alabama. No shit, Urban. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have Rutgers on the schedule anymore. You don't have Maryland on the schedule anymore. You're damn right. Every team is good in the NFL. Um, Urban is getting the full brunt of the NFL right now. Jacksonville Jaguars have looked bad. It's why this line is at seven, over, seven and a half over a touchdown. Cardinals have looked good. Where are you here, you know, are the Jacksonville Jags as bad as we think they are? Are the Cardinals as good as we think they are? What are your initial thoughts on this one? Um, I think Jacksonville, yeah, I think they're a pretty bad football team. They are a ways away from competing. Um, and the Cardinals, they are a fun team to watch. Um, I think Kyler Murray is very, very likely to win MVP. So if you have any sort of, sort of future bet that you want, I, I mean, I would love to just sprinkle a little money on, on Kyler. Um, I'm leaning towards the cards in this, even with even with it being seven and a half. Earlier today, it was seven, and I'm pissed actually because I just looked on my app as well, and it, it did move. So I'm pissed about that. I should have should have grabbed that. Um, but yeah, this is just such an explosive team. There's no way that Jacksonville is going to be able to keep up. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw the ball a lot. Trevor Lawrence is showing some growing pains. It's not a, it's not the best situation for him. He does have decent weapons, but um, he has shown that he is going to turn the ball over a little bit. And actually, I mean, if you go after Clemson his freshman year. He started turning the ball over kind of a lot, Clemson. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't think they need to overly worry. I think he's super talented. I think he's going to be fine. But I don't think there's any chance that Jacksonville is just going to be able to keep up with this high-powered Arizona team that I think is actually a really good team. I agree. This this game kind of feels like that Titans opening game where Cardinals can side of, sort of start to impose their will again here with the weapons they have. Um, two interesting things I thought. Kyler Murray, PFF graded him number one against pressure right now. So, you know, he's not a quarterback where you can say, yeah, let's get pressure on this guy and he'll start to fold. Unlike 
Trevor Lawrence, who is struggling. And that was a criticism I had of him coming out of college. It always seemed like if you brought pressure up the middle, he struggled to kind of find his outside routes. Um, Adam Chirinoff, I apologize if I mispronounced your name. He's a good follow on Twitter. He, he tweets out like fun little like quick excerpts about each game upcoming. This was an interesting one and a big lean into why I'm, I'm sort of Cardinals here. The Jacksonville defense has been on the field for 78 of the 120 minutes in the first two games. Now they have to go chase Kyle Marinko around in the heat. So, yeah, I think they're a little tired. The dogs are probably hurting in Jacksonville defense. They don't get a lot of rest. The offense is not on the field very long. Urban's offense is sort of vanilla for the, the NFL, and that was something out of college that, you know, when we broke down, I did it on the college show when he transi- when he made the announcement he was going to Jacksonville, the concern that, like, towards the end of Urban's career at Ohio State, it very much leaned more on the offensive talent and the talent he was able to bring into that program than the coaching and scheme. Not to say it was a bad coaching or scheme, right. but you could tell he wasn't he wasn't evolving it each year. He wasn't adding kind of new th- new wrinkles to it. It was very much like we have top four talent. We're just going to go out there and play. It felt like, um, and he's learning hard in the NFL. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing to get it right. I thought it was always going to be a spectacular disaster there. Yep, me too. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because I don't feel like he's getting the best. And who knows? Maybe Urban will turn around. I could be dead wrong on this, but I. I don't think I am. Um, Trevor oh Lawrence is not getting the best coaching to elevate his game to the NFL level, in my opinion, right now. I agree with that. I do. So, yeah, I think Cardinals are a good pick here. I am. I don't like to, doing a touchdown. Touchdowns, you know, big spreads in the NFL are tough to bet on, but I, I feel very good about this Cardinals team in this game. I think it, it will look very similar to when we saw the Titans play them week one. Yeah. Um, Titans-Colts. Titans are favored 5 over under 47 and a half. I'm also, these lines I'm getting off FanDuel. I recommend everybody, you know, do a little line shopping if you're, you know, in a legal state. Some books may offer Always. better lines. Always good to do it. There's no hook on this one. But five is the line I'm seeing over under 47 and a half. What are our initial thoughts on the Tennessee Titans Colts game? I don't like this game at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like either team. I, I, I just I don't really trust either team at all. Naturally, Carson Wentz is a big question mark as health wise. Um, if it comes down to Wentz playing, I'm, I'm going to go Indy plus five on this. Um, but I, I, I this will probably be a game that I honestly stay away from because I, I don't know what to make of the Titans yet. Uh, Derrick Henry is obviously coming off of a massive game that he really needed. Um, but those those wide receivers, they still haven't exactly gotten going yet, even though they stole a touchdown from Julio Jones. Um, and also I just want to say one dumb thing that happened last week in the Seattle, Tennessee game that pissed me off. So many coaches are terrible with the clock. So I want to make sure I get this right. Oh, I'm probably gonna fuck it up. So now I'm mad. There was a situation. Okay. Where the Titans, there was 32 seconds left on the clock and they had an option between taking the timeout or letting the clock run down 10 seconds. They took the timeout. I have no idea why, because they were on the one-yard line. They were obviously going to score, they, and, and it didn't matter because they didn't lose the game, so it's fine. Yeah. But you're you're giving Russell Wilson – you're obviously going to score here. You're going to hand it off to Derrick Henry on the one-yard line. If you don't score, they're going to score the next play. You're giving Russell Wilson 10 more seconds. What What are you doing? But anyways, whatever. I, but anyways, back to this game. There were some <laughs> interesting coaching decisions. That's like the... Oh, uh, as we get some more games, I have more to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy's going to get his Texans. Unfortunately, the Texans, Texans are right now. The Texans is the best thing I've ever heard. 
Oh, you're right. We're not even going to talk about that. Damn it. We can bring it up thing. now. We can talk about it right now. <laughs> I mean, they, they – so let me just make sure I get this correct. They had an opportunity for it to be third and ten or fourth and two, and they elected fourth and two and then elected to punt the football. Yes. yes that is correct. Okay, all right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They are tanking. They're clearly tanking. Find them and take their draft pick. That is ridiculous. <laughs> What the fuck is going on down there in Houston? Dude, I could not. I had to rewind it. I was like, what in God's name is happening here? It what broke my brain. On? I couldn't figure it out. I honestly was sitting there like, am I the dumbest person in the world? Or is this <laughs> what I'm seeing the dumbest thing in the world? Uh, yeah, most bizarre thing I've ever heard. But anyways, to get back to this game, if Wentz plays, I'm, I'm taking Indy, but I, I'm probably not going to take anything regardless. I, I don't like this game at all. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um, I will say this: the, the Titans' offense seemed to wake up a little bit more. Obviously, yes. Derrick Henry goes off, but when you look at it, you know we talked about it last week. Play action, they had what like one play action in week one. They had eleven in this game, so they you know they they stepped it up big time there. You saw more motion, you saw more kind of zone running and just better play calling. I would say not perfect, but better in improvement. All the things that we said, like if we don't see this the Titans are probably a hard, hard fade um, because they're just not doing the things that are conducive to the team that they have. Like, Ryan Tannehill feasts off play action. He feasts off 20-plus yards last year off of that. He was the second-best-rated quarterback with deep balls last year off the play action, I think. So, like, these are things that you you have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You have all these weapons on offense. You just you can't be simple, um, and they were very simple in that Cardinals game. So that was, in, that was good to see. This week, I think, will... It'll give us a little bit more. The Colts are letting up the third most net yards per pass attempt. That's sort of terrifying as a Colts fan. Wentz has somehow managed to hurt both of his ankles. I don't really know how you do that. Um, It is definitely a a concerning thing um, if he's not playing. Um, Yeah, so I don't know how that happens. Um, I don't really either. The offensive line, too, um, I mean, defense, sorry. They're only getting pressure on about... 11.7% 11.7% of dropbacks. These are all things that favor the Titans. I, but then again, I go back to the Titans are very similar. Like, they have an identified problem, defense. They have a defensive head coach. And yet, they don't seem to be able to figure it out on defense. Um, And that limits their team ability here. And it, it makes it hard to take a team like this. I think I'd probably lean Titans a little bit more just because I don't know if Wentz is going to play. I think there's some inconsistencies there. I think the offense might wake up, but this is a game where like I'm not personally betting it. Yeah. This is a look and see do the Titans continue to build off of a good play calling week and an offensive strategy. But I lean Titans. I'm not going to bet it. I'm staying away just like you are. Mm-hmm. Um all righty. Next game. Ravens Lions. I swear we're going to get to some better games. We got to hook you in. We got to hook you in before we go to the big marquee games. Um the Lions are a shit show. This defense yeah. is terrible. We hit it right on the head. It was a get-right game for Aaron Rodgers. If it didn't, then you have sound every alarm off in Green Bay. The Lions are terrible. Um, they're plus 7.5 on defense. Um, Over-under 50.5. I also think... <laughs> I have to assume Jared Goff did nothing but throw wet balls this week. Like <laughs> Dan Campbell strikes me as the coach who just dunked a ball in a bucket of water every single snap because that man turned into a puddle as soon as it started raining. He feels like the coach that would do this. Where are you sitting on this game um, as of right now? Yeah, I mean, you said the Lions, they are a disaster. Um, Jared Goff has shown he can have some moments in that offense a little bit, um, which is, I guess, kind of surprising to see. 
But, you know, they're going to a Ravens team that's really flying high after that. <laughs> that's punny. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Ravens team, they're, they're, yeah, so they're, they're feeling hot right now. I think that'll continue. They're catching the Lions on a short week for the Lions. Um, and just, just getting off that win, I think that's kind of going to turn the season around a little bit. I think this is going to be a big-time Lamar game, just a big showcase game. Uh, you might see a really exciting run in this type of game, I think. I think just this Lions team is just – they're not ready. <laughs> yeah. Defensively, it's a, it's a nightmare. They are the yeah. worst net yards – uh, gained per pass attempt 11.5. Um, they're the eighth worst or most rushing, allowing the most rushing yards per attempt. Fifth worst in percentage of offensive drives ending in a score. Half of offensive drives right now end in a score when you're going up against the t- the Lions defense. That's insane. Um, they're not getting great pressure. You know the one benefit. You know I won't say all negative things about Detroit because I know we have some Detroit listeners and a fan base. The offensive line's very good. Like they're bi- like. When you watch that game, Goff has some good protection. Sewell, I think I read, where was it? Um, hasn't allowed a sack while playing left tackle since two th- week four, 2018 at Oregon. Now, he didn't play last year, so, you know, there is that. But they're protecting Goff very well. Yep. But you got a Ravens team. Lamar's going to have a field day here. I, I don't see how he doesn't um, with his ability to run and pass. The defense is just bad. Um I'm with you. It's it's a tough situation, but I also like the Lions because they seem to be building the right way, at least line out. They do. One big issue with the Lions, and this is a good player, but if TJ Hawkinson is your best weapon on offense, that's a that is a major red flag. TJ Hawkinson's good, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, St. Brown was a decent value add for the future. He's a rookie this year. Um, I yeah. think he he has potential there, but you're right. It is it's tough. It it is yeah. it's a tough situation. I, I and kind of football guy coaching is on full display in test and Dan Campbell. I, I think the team is playing hard, but this is sort of, it feels like the last stand for like the teams that are go anti analytics, anti young kind of coaching. Right. That know what you mean, yeah. yeah. It feels like this is, this is kind of the final test. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. We might be seeing I'll be a fail. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably, but who knows? Maybe if they get a really good line play going, they can do something. I've seen, yep. Average quarterbacks play exceptionally well because they just don't see pressure. I don't think Goff's the guy, but, you know, he's been all right. Yeah. Um, your Washington football team, Bills. Lines at seven right now. Over, under is 45 and a half. I will let you have first stab at this. This is an interesting game to me. It's an interesting game. I agree. Um, I don't love it for my football team, but one thing that I am going to love is this, this will be Heineke's first away game start. Um, I mean – we need to figure it's kind of like we're we know who Heineke is we know his story so I feel like we're all waiting to see what we think we're supposed to see and him start to fail but I mean if he puts together a good game win or lose we have to kind of be like maybe this guy is actually like a legitimate like option at quarterback not a star but able to run the offense so like that'll be interesting um he does have 93 completions through his first three starts which is the most ever which is shocking um more than Justin Herbert you do have to go all the way back to Carolina in like 2019 when he started a game to get that stat, but that's interesting. Um, and then one thing I'm really curious about is Josh Allen. So yeah, Josh Allen in college, 56% completion percentage. Josh Allen is first two years in the NFL, 56% completion percentage last year, accurate 70 plus percent completion percentage. This year he's back to 56% completion percentage. It's, it's really weird. Um, we have seen quarterbacks like this kind of like Carson Wentz comes to mind. Maybe, mm-hmm. 
maybe we're giving we're crowning Josh Allen too soon. Um, however, I I do like him to kind of to kind of smack us around this week. This seems like a pretty good get right game for Josh Allen. Um, our defense is really struggling. It's just not playing the way it's supposed to be playing right now. Um, so I I kind of like them actually to kind of kick our ass. That's kind of my 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 lean right now, but. You never know. Last year, the Washington football team li- literally broke the Pittsburgh Steelers. They literally broke them. So crazier things have happened. Um, I, you know, maybe we can cover, maybe we can win, but I- I'm going with, with the Bills minus seven. And honestly, I saw it when it was minus nine, and I would have taken that minus nine. I think they're going to kick our ass, my honest opinion. <laughs> yeah, so there are some things that are concerning. Uh, I view the Washington football team as sort of a mixed bag on defense. According to Pro Football Reference, they are third in percentage of drives ending in an offensive score, 55% ending that. They are 16th in yards gained per pass attempt. They are second in total air yards on completion, which is not a good stat to be in. Not what you want. Yeah, they are number one in uh, pressure per drop back, which I thought was interesting. They're getting pressure on 25.3. Now, it hasn't always, you know, it's more that hurry, like, they're getting there quick, but not necessarily connecting yeah. type of thing. They're fifth in sacks, though. They have six on the season. The passing is a, is a concern. Um, Tyler Henneke, though, 11th in on-target throws, 84.5%. The reason I bring this up is because you basically got right to the point I was going to say. Compare that to Josh Allen, who's at 65.4% on-target throws. So there is – it's pretty staggering, the difference right now. Um, yes. Josh Allen is just not – He's having accuracy issues, um, which is we did, I think, crown maybe a little bit too early. You know, he's played the Steelers, which is a very good defense, and he played the Miami, who has a good secondary but has troubles with the type of schemes the Bills run. I don't know what, like, there's part of me that thinks, yeah, the Washington football team defense is a little overrated. They're very susceptible yep. to the pass, similar to the Bucks, honestly. Um, there's a part of me that wonders if maybe, you know, it was a little like in the smell of your farts a little too much. Um, Riverboat Ron has kind of gotten up their asses a little this week. You know, I'm not going to say this is a get-right game because the Bills are good, but you want to see some some improvement here. Seven's is a lot of points, though. I, mm-hmm. Heineke's playing good enough. The Bills' defense, surprisingly decent, I think, um, overall. Now they have just played the Steelers and Dolphins, so your stats are a little... Well, we'll, we'll talk about yeah a little (laughs) off there i think this is a very this is a game to get some eyeballs on because it's going to tell us it's a test for both these teams where they are in the early part of the season are they progressing in the right direction or are they sliding in the wrong direction i'm with you though on tara we're going to learn a lot about him here and i kind of like him enough to probably lay the points with washington but i'm not sure if i'm going to be bet it to be honest yeah i mean i think we will get smacked but at the same time if i with this 17th game, this was the team that was added onto our schedule. If there was ever a time I wanted to meet the Bills, it's probably right now. I'd agree. As Dable's yeah. still trying to figure it out because, you know, teams are sort of keying in on their what they did last year, and they need to make some adjustments. So it's a good time right. to catch them. Mm-hmm. Um, Saints-Patriots, lines at three. Patriots are favored this game, 42-and-a-half. <laughs> I need to be talked out of the fact that Bill Belichick isn't just going to mind fuck Jameis here. Like, I just don't, I don't know how he doesn't take him to the wood chipper. Um, we saw Jameis come, come back to, to a little bit more Jameis form this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. There are concerns, though, because you have Mac Jones, who, you know, to his credit, is doing what's being asked. But he's, people are getting a little high. He's not doing a lot right now. But he's no. doing exactly what he's asked to be doing. It's keep them ahead of the sticks. Don't turn over the ball. 
be somewhat of a game manager until we progress you to be something else. So he's he's doing his job, um, and the defense is playing well. You get a test in the Saints, who you know they had a ton of COVID issues last week with their coaching staff. It's hard to make in game adjustments when you know your coaching staff isn't there on the sidelines to help making game adjustments. I think I saw somewhere that um, oh my god, I can't think of his name. The Ian Book was the one that was calling in like. Um, personnel groups on the sideline, the backup quarterback, rookie quarterback, like that's not a good sign. So we'll see what they get here. But this is an interesting game. What are your initial thoughts on on this? Um, yeah, it is interesting because obviously we don't know what to really make of the Saints yet. They're one of those teams that I, I don't really know what they're going to do. Um, they had a great week one. They had a horrific week two. Um, yeah. Obviously, there were some big factors in that week two. And then with the Patriots, you, you said it pretty good with Mac Jones. He's doing what's being asked of him, but they're not asking him to really do much. It kind of it reminds me a little bit of like a Tua situation last year in yeah. a way. Um, but so there, so every weekend, I generally like to pick at least a couple dogs just to, on the money line because you know you got you got to get some value here. This yeah. is one of those where I agree with you. I think Bill's probably going to mind fuck Jameis as best as he can, and it and it. Obviously, you know, the odds say it will work, but I, every once in a while, I need to dabble with a dog on the money line. So I'm, I'm going New Orleans to outright win this game. I, I just think they do have a, like, offensively, there's a little more talent than what the Patriots are working with. Obviously, yeah. Bill is the defensive mastermind, and, you know, he can counter against that as best he can. But this just strikes me as a game where, you know, I, I kind of want to just take the dog. So I'm probably going to go New Orleans this weekend on this. I don't hate it. I don't have a pick on this one yet, really formulated. Um, I think Kamara is going to have a rough day because I think yep. Bill Belichick does a phenomenal job of, you know, scheming for these type of guys. Um, I'll be interested to see what they throw at him. The defense is playing good. The offense, once again, I just – if if you have some defensive blunders, I don't know if the Patriots can play catch-up, and that's the issue here because Jameis can – he had a down day last week, but the one thing I have consistently said about Jameis, he's turnover-prone, yes, but he gets his yards and he does score points. He just turns oh, he over does. the ball at terrible times to win games. Like, he doesn't translate to wins, but he's a great offensive player. And I, my concern here is simply, can the Patriots play from behind if they get behind here? If there's the Saints come out and the Patriots have some defensive blunders and they get a couple of big plays, like the Saints have way more ability for explosiveness than the Pats do, yes. and that scares me in a game like this. Mm-hmm. All right, Chargers Chief, this... One of the marquee games this week. We're getting we're getting some very good games this week. Um, lines at six and a half. It was at seven, seven and a half earlier. We've seen it come down. Over unders at fifty four. Where do you stand on this one? This one I have been going ping pong match back and forth. I in know. My head. I have been too. And my <laughs> our conversation earlier just almost kind of made me ping pong even more. Um, <laughs> Chiefs don't cover. They they don't. Every game's close. They remind me kind of like a Seattle team, but they just get more wins. Like we said the defense is still an issue. They can't stop anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily you have Patrick Mahomes who could just outperform everyone. Yep. So I like the chiefs to win this, but I like the chargers to cover. I could see, you know, chiefs winning this, like a 35, 31 type game. Um, just kind of a shootout. Um, what did you say the total was like 54 and a half? Uh, I'm getting yeah, 54 and a half right now. Okay. I mean, that's big, but, They'll, they'll probably go over it, but I mean, we I think we all expected last week for the Chargers-Cowboys game to be a little more high-scoring than it was, so I mean, you, ne- yeah. you never really know. Um, but yeah, with this, I'll take the Chargers at the, pl- the plus six and a half, but uh, Chiefs probably still win this game. I'm with you. I, I'm, I, 
I was going back and forth. I am, I'm going to make the pick of the Chargers. I think for this reason, here's the problem with this. There's a couple problems, actually. The Chiefs' defense is not good. Um, yep. They're fourth in percentage of drives ending in scores. They are most in rushing yards, allowed rushing yards per attempt. They're second most in net yards per pass attempt. Justin Herbert is ninth right now in on-target throws. The offense is stalled a little bit, and I think that's just natural. There's a lot being thrown at Justin Herbert with the the change in offensive schemes. But if there's a similar to, to Aaron Rodgers' get right game against the Lions last week, this is sort of a get right game against the Chiefs for them. Um, you flip the side though in the Chargers' defense, they're ninth um, in percentage of offensive drives ending in a score. They're second in most rushing yards per allowed per attempt. They're twelfth in net yards gain per pass attempt the one benefit i think they have is darwin james has shown that he he's sort of the kelsey kryptonite a little bit um kelsey has not performed well when darwin james has been matched up he hasn't performed terribly but it's like he's not as much of a factor so this is sort of the this theme of last week where the ravens sort of took away tyree kill and said you had to beat us with everything else i think the Chargers are going to say hey you got to take we get rid of kelsey which makes it dangerous because hill is so explosive yeah but it's a big number to cover for a team that doesn't cover well, who plays a lot right. of close games, who doesn't get great separation, and, you know, can throw some things defensively that might give this offense a little trouble. They've got they got Darwin James. Asante Samuel Jr. is a great draft pick. He's shown well in his early settings. It's a lot of explosiveness, but there's an ability to get some stops here by the Chargers and an ability to score on the from the Chargers standpoint. Totally agree. Yep. Uh Browns Bears. Seven and a half is the line. Over under is forty five. We are getting our Justin Fields show. You asked for it, Chicago. It has been delivered. Um, Justin Fields will start this game. I do not have good feelings for the Bears in this one. I don't love a seven and a half point spread, but I'm pretty down on the Bears, and I don't talk me out of it if I'm crazy here. But I, I just what the Browns do well doesn't fit great for the Bears, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm 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 not going to be able to talk you out of that because I, I completely agree. They, Herbert, not Herbert, sorry, uh, Fields is going to be, he could be running for his life a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that Cleveland team can be very explosive. They can control the clock, um, control time of possession completely. Um, yeah, I, I like Cleveland to cover even that that big number. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, the Browns built a great offensive line, arguably the best in the league. Baker has time to throw the ball. He's been pretty on target with his passes. He's got to clean up some things. We're not saying, you know, he's an all-star, final, top elite quarterback, but he is far from, like, some people either hate or love Baker. I feel the haters are just blind to how good he's gotten. Um, yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> he's a damn good player at this point. Um, Chubb, second most in yak yards per attempt. The Bears' defense is aging. You know, they have an aging defense. Secondary hasn't been as good. Defensive line hasn't been as great. Um... So there are, they're 10th in most yards given up per offensive play right now. Not great for a Browns team that's good offensively. I mean, the Browns are a, a muffed punt away from beating the Chiefs week one. Like, this team hang around with what we would consider probably the premier AFC team. The Bears are not there. Matt Nagy's brain is broken since the triple doink. Um, it's just not, I I hate laying big, big spreads like this, but yeah, I just, I can't see the bears hanging around in this and i watched justin fields last week against the Bengals. there was good and bad but he looked like a rookie he looked like an unfinished product obviously he's a rookie he looked like a guy who's gonna have ups and downs and struggles and i think this is a tough game to try he, to have he to go also out. he also took off on like 11 rushes for like 44 yards which is not very 
good rushing average, and that's way too many rushes for your rookie quarterback. Yep. In like in in a half of football. <laughs> I agree. I very much agree. It's not. Yeah, I, I go Browns here on this one, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the field. I think he'll be good in the long term, but. Oh yeah, he's gonna have some growing pains, I think. Um, For sure. Which is what you want. You want to throw your quarterback out there, learn, kind of by fire. I'm a big I'm a big believer in that. Um, at this point, so. All right, let's talk about Big Ben. <laughs> Bengals Steelers lines at three. Steelers are favored over under forty three and a half. <sighs> big Ben and the Steelers offense. They're at about as rough spot as I am gambling. Like I said earlier. He's going to finish the season looking like red from from Pineapple Express. Like he is, he's in a tough spot here. This Steelers offense is tough. Where is your read on this game? I mean, Ben just looks so bad, and the bad part is everyone behind him is bad too. They don't even have like any okay, promising backup. I mean, it's Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. I mean, you're not going to put anything in better. So Ben just has to play, but he looks bad. His balls are just. Any like they, they just they don't come out good. Um, it's they they wobbly. Um, he just has that old man quarterback that probably shouldn't be out there. Look going on right now. Um, so I, I I this strikes me as like a really close game, like a 21-20 type game. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna take the Bengals uh, on the plus. I got I have three here. I don't know what you had. I didn't hear what you said. But, yeah, I got three. Um, no, okay. hope, uh, yeah. good. I'll take him plus three. Um, because this just strikes me as I'm, I'm tempted to almost have them win this one, but I don't, I, I don't feel confident enough for them to, I could see them losing in a tight one, kind of like they, what they just did to Chicago. It was fuckers. Cause I had them on money line there. <laughs> I did uh, well. <laughs> we both won that one, but uh, not, yeah, not happy. But, the girlfriend was not happy with me as I just started fucking ragging on her team oh, because yeah. of a lost bet. <laughs> yeah. It pissed me off. But um, yeah, so I'll take the Bengals plus three here. I, this is, this is going to be probably an ugly game. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you're pretty spot on with the Big Ben, I think. I, I, there were times where he makes he makes some good throws every once in a while. Like, there was a throw, second quarter, like 7.30 left. He hit Johnson for, like, 40 yards down the field. Great. But I noticed his ball is hanging in the air long. There's a lot of throws where he left because he's short-armed. Like, it's just the motion isn't flowed. He's not able to drive the ball like he was. Where there were throws that hung up there just enough time where the wide receiver was open. It was the right read. But the DB could just come right under it and break it up. Like, Old man type shit. Um, <laughs> he sort of looks like a penguin waddling around when he tries to avoid <laughs> pressure right now. Um, <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, I feel bad for him because, I mean, not really because he signed up for this, but it, it does sort almost feel like kind of like that boxer that you kind of have to throw the towel in for, oh, yeah. where he just keeps coming back, and it's like it's it's a bad situation. The offensive line, they're running an experiment with a whole new offensive line. That's failing. The defense... They're hanging their hats on that. It's going to win them games. I fear for Joe Burrow in this game, but he has shown very good against the blitz and pressure. He's able to deliver. He had some not-so-good moments in that Bears game, but if you look at his body of work so far in the NFL, his entire sample size, he's done pretty decent against pressure. Um, This is a game the Bengals get up for, too. It, it's sort of the Super Bowl for them at this point. Steelers yeah. game, interdivisional game, a hot rivalry. The cities get up for it. It's got a lot of emotion for it. So I kind of handicap this almost like I do college, and I don't do that a lot in the NFL, but I do give some points to the f the emotional side of this game and just kind of the all-out effort that is going to be given by the Bengals. I think that gets them at the three number, and I, I like it there. Now, three and a half, four, mm, I don't know if I'm taking that with hook, but at three, I'm taking it. So that's what I got for that. All righty. 
Dolphins Raiders. My man Carr. I think some of this might be an overreaction, but there's the number... I don't think fully reflects Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback. Maybe it does. I mean, it, I don't know. I've had a ho- weird one with this. The line's at 4.5 right now, I'm seeing. Over-under is 43.5. Where are you initially on, on this one? I, mean, I kind of thought at first, so I was just like, oh, it's a backup quarterback in, but I'm not really a Tua guy to begin with. I don't really <laughs> see much of a difference between Tua and Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett has shown that he can come in, he can learn offenses and compete. Um, I mean, he's not like going to win you a bunch of games, but he has shown that. But I mean, <laughs> these Raiders, man, they're awesome. I mean, Gruden has them playing hard. Yep. Derek Carr's playing really well. The Dolphins just got completely boat raced. Um, and it's not that big of a figure. I mean, four and a half. I'm going to go with Vegas. I'm with you. I, um, I got to pull this up because it was an interesting, like, we may have been underlooking, undervaluing Derek Carr here a little bit kind of stat. Um, Paul Hemkids, I can't. Paul Hembo is his at on Twitter, tweeted this out. Highest drive score percentage in last two seasons in the NFL. The average is 40. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, 49%. Number two, Derek Carr, 48%. Pretty good. Um, undervalued him a little bit. I have been, I think we were ragging on them a little bit last, I know we were ragging on them a little bit last week, and how heavy they used Waller. Can they use other weapons? Last week, I went back, I rewatched the game. He's using other weapons. Carr is going through his progressions. He's reading the defense well. He's got great, great kind of pocket presence, good offensive line play right now. He isn't relying purely on Waller. Still targets him, obviously, a heavy amount, but Ruggs is getting in there. Um, Renfro is playing great there. They're yes. getting good production across the board. They're playing really well. They're playing with a fire. Tarek Carr is sort of the undertaker here. Um, gives that undertaker look and shits on. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down. So I was, yeah, I was impressive with their, their confidence kind of th- and the ability to throw the ball. It was, I don't want to overreact too much because it is a small sample size, but the Steelers' defense is no joke, and they no. he went in there and played. You can't watch that film and rewatch that game or watch that game and come away with other than, yeah, Derek Carr is playing well. He's playing extremely well, better than I think we in the media allow us to evaluate him at. Yeah, agreed. So I'm with you there. Jets-Broncos, this line is so high. Um, Teddy, two gloves cover. <laughs> Ten and a half is the line. Over-unders, 41 and a half. It's so high, but the Jets are so low. I mean, is, yeah. I don't know what to do here. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge line, and Denver's playing really well, obviously. Man, that's still a huge line, but I saw this tweet, and I feel bad because I, I wrote kind of like down the gist of it, but I didn't write who wrote it, who did it. Um, yeah. It was some like 12-year-old kid, so I wish I could give him credit, but he posted a video, and he was like, this sums up the Jets, <laughs> and it's hilarious. So in the picture, actually, it's a video. It's like a 10-second clip, and it's behind Zach Wilson. It's the view behind Zach Wilson. So in it, the left tackle is beat. The left guard is holding. There's a rusher coming up the middle completely untouched. The center is pancaked. The right guard is actually blocking someone. The right tackle, for whatever reason, is behind the right guard with his hands in the back of his right guard. And there are two tight ends on the right, and they're both looking at each other blocking no one. And then at the end of the clip, Zach Wilson throws an interception. The Jets are so bad. They're so bad. And 
Denver's defense is pretty suffocating. And the number is huge, but God, the Jets suck, man. They are bad. So I, if you put a gun to my head, I'll I'll take Denver to cover, but it's a huge number. I hate laying 10 and a half. Teddy yeah, has huge. made so many people money, including myself. He's been a goldmine for so many people. I have a hard time making the adjustment that the Jets get better. The defense is, honest to God, not putrid bad. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's pretty. It can be good at times. The offense is just, as you pointed out with that clip, horrendous. And the offensive line is bad. I feel bad for Zach Wilson because, like, he may or may not pan out in the NFL. But he is not getting a fair shot. It's very reminiscent to, like, Josh Rosen, his first year, where, like, every time you snap the ball, defenders are immediately in his face. Mm -hmm. Um, The evaluation process has to be damn near impossible on him. Now, he obviously, he made some pretty bad blunders. But, um, yeah, it's, the Broncos offense is very complicated. It throws a lot at you. It easily confuses you. You know, we we did say Bill Belichick, gets rookie quarterbacks this Denver Broncos defense with what Vic Vangio does I think gets them Patrick Shutan has played amazing offense is good enough I'm with you I'm I hate laying it but if there's a team you're gonna lay a big spread on I feel like Broncos Jets is is the time to do it (laughs) yeah I'm with you (laughs) all right marquee game of the week in my opinion I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say that Bucks Rams Bucks are minus one and a half that is flipped they were initially the underdogs when this line opened over under is 55 and a half most almost everywhere you look will have these teams power rated one and two it is a battle of the heavyweights right now rightfully so or wrongfully so that is where we are at what is your uh take initially on on this one here um this yeah this is gonna be an awesome game this strikes me and i and now this is your squad so don't hate me but this strikes me as the type of game where the bucks might lose this one and then they'll see them in the playoffs and they'll beat them um i don't think the rams are necessarily a better team i think the bucks are the best team in the nfl i think the rams are the second best team in the nfl but i I truly think the bucks are the best team in the nfl but like i said this strikes me as i don't think the bucks are gonna go 17 and 0 no matter how good they are they do have to drop a game here and there i think this will actually be one that they drop they'll see this team again and they'll beat this team in the playoffs uh, but yeah this is going to be an awesome game I, I i'm loving this game i there's been pretty much so far you know one awesome game every weekend this this is gonna be one of them oh yeah this is uh, marquee if this was college it's you know alabama georgia like top tier yeah. programs going at it these are two top tier teams it's I'm not you kind of hit it right in the head. I am picking the Bucks here, but I would I'm not shocked and I am nervous about this game, but I 100% agree. This is a game we lose and then we just throttle them later yeah. down the line. Um it's an interesting matchup. I the reason I think we're going to win is I just don't know how the Rams defend the passing ability because Jalen Ramsey will, whoever they decide to put him on or wherever he's lined up on the field, clearly it's not going to be that Tom Brady isn't going that direction a whole lot. Yeah, it He's, won't be won't be their day. Yeah, no. But everybody else, everyone else will. How do you yeah. account for everybody else with that secondary? I don't, I don't know. And on the same tune, you flip the side. Sean McVay's no idiot. We saw it last year. He went pass heavy on early passing downs when he played the Bucks last year. Seventy over seventy percent. Cowboys over seventy percent. Like every Atlanta Falcons over seventy percent passing on early downs. That is the recipe. 
they the Rams have the ability to actually execute and win a game off that strategy with Matthew Stafford playing phenomenal and the weapons they have offensively. You're not going to beat the Bucks running the ball. They're the best run defense the last two years. It's just you're basically just give up, give that down away. It's a throwaway down if that's what you're trying to do on early downs. So it is going to be attack the secondary. I, I kind of like a lot of points in this game, but. It, it is one of those things where I just don't know. Aaron Donald's obviously a freak, but we're smart enough, Tom Brady's smart enough, that we're not going to run it directly into him like the Colts decided to do on the goal line in situations like that. Like We're going to account for the best player on the field. Um, but I would not be surprised if we lose this game. I just have a hard time seeing how the Rams, this feels very much last team with the ball wins the game, which is so many games in the NFL, but I feel like this holds very true here. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I think you're very right. It's gonna be an exciting game, probably down to the wire. Yep. Alrighty. That's a good one. I'm very excited. Also extremely oh, yeah. nervous. But <laughs> this face, not worried about my bucks. Not once. <laughs> Seahawks, Vikings, explosive, explosive, explosive. I don't know how else you can describe the Seahawks, the most explosive team in the NFL, it feels like at times. Um they're laying a point, they're point and a half favorite right now, over under fifty five. Where are you at this one? Oh, yeah, they they can be so explosive. I mean, halftime against Tennessee, Pete Carroll is running off the field like they just won the Super Bowl, then they lose the game, <laughs> which is just so, so Pete Carroll. But anyways, um, and yeah, Minnesota, they're 0-2, shocking, surprising 0-2 team. Um, so, I mean, the loser of this game is either going to be a surprising 0-3 team or a surprising 1-2 team. Um, Minnesota last week, they played Arizona, and I believe they had two pick sixes. Still didn't win the game. That's a little concerning to me. Uh, and just, you know, just big moments uh, for that quarterback over there that I've always just kind of bashed a little bit. Um, yep. Maybe I'm just biased, but whatever. I go Seattle winning this one. I, I think Minnesota is going to start off 0-3. And, 3, and I, think, I, I think Minnesota is actually a really good team, but I think the wheels are going to start to kind of come off for them. It's, it's kind of been that way ever since uh, the – the Case Keenum thing where they, you know, the Diggs touchdown, that that miracle season, it's kind of just been a season of disappointment for that team, like just not meeting their expectations. So I, I, I'm going to go Seattle winning this one. I need to find whoever put a curse on the Minnesota Vikings and find them and have them do it to the New York Giants for what John Mayer has done with these taunting rules in the NFL. Um, right. I feel bad for Minnesota Vikings fans at this point in time. It's just – it it's kind of a sad state of affair, but whoever laid that curse, can we please redirect that to the New York giants? I want nothing but misery and pain on John Mayer for the rest of his days. Um, for that stupid ass taunting rule we now have. Um, so this game, um, presents a lot of problems for the Vikings. Um, they're the seventh worst in net yards gained per pass attempt on defense, uh, ninth worst in TDs through the air. They've allowed nine TDs to two interceptions. 15th in rushing yards per attempt. They're getting pressure on like 15% of dropbacks. They're 22nd best rush defense right now. They're one. These two teams, though, are one and two in special team uh, uh, kick and punt returns against, which I thought was kind of interesting. Huh. Um, so not great when you think about going up against the Seahawks. The caveat to that is the Seahawks are a terrible rush defense. The problem is Dalvin Cook, apparently, surprise, surprise, has a hamstring issue. Um, I saw it tweeted before this. So I don't know if you can really control it through the run. I, I don't love the Seahawks. The Seahawks feel like another team that has the same issue. Explosive yeah, as I don't offense, love them either. And a defense that just kind of flat to me. But it's hard at the current state of affairs to see the Vikings getting a win here. But I also, 
I don't hate it. The offense is, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good enough at times. Pretty bad at times. Um, it's a, it's a mixed bucket. Um, Kirk is top ten in on target throws, which shocked me. I I was like, I don't know how that's true. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's a tough one for me. I don't I don't like it to be honest. But yeah, I'd go Seahawks is my pick. Mm-hmm. Packers 49ers, lines at three, over-unders 50 and a half. We were right. Get right game for Aaron. I don't like the smirkiness of him. Like, I knew it was coming because it's Aaron, but it's like, you beat the, you played well against the Lions. Congratulations. Like, what do you, like, that is a participation trophy at this point. You're supposed to do that. Um, That doesn't prove anything. Go out and play the 49ers and ha- put in the same performance. Now you have my attention. So that's where I'm at with this one. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to beat the Lions, especially in Lambeau, especially in prime time. Come on. Yeah, and um, play well. Like, not just yeah. beat them, but play well. That You're supposed to yeah. do that. <laughs> you're supposed to do that. Um, and now here's the San Francisco team that, you know, has given Aaron some trouble in the past, uh, as we know. But this is one of those other games um, where, you know, I'm going to ride with Rodgers. I'm just going to go with the dog outright money line. I have Green Bay plus 150. I just, I'd like the value. Um, I do think that San Francisco is a team that is built to give a team like Green Bay fits. Uh, they really are. Um, so obviously, you know, taking a little bit of a risk here, but um, I like Aaron to kind of maybe get some revenge on this team finally and go out and beat them here. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, you got the 49ers. They spent two weeks on the East Coast. They're traveling back now to the West Coast that historically has not gone well. The last time these teams met, you know, Shanahan didn't have his guy. He had Nick Mullins. So right. he's got his guy. Now, Jimmy G isn't exactly, you know, lighting up the league right now. He's playing very similar to Mac Jones and doing what he's being asked of him. Take what the defense gives you, and let's just progress the the football down the field. Um, slowly and steadily type of thing. I kind of like the over here. Um, that's my lean. Um, I like points here. I, I just, the Packers defense is bad. I mean, it's, it is. it's bad, bad. Um, and the offense looks great last week, but once again, it's against the Lions. So we we called for that last week. We both said this is it is a get right game for them. Now let's see if they can build upon it. I don't I don't love the Packers enough to take them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm making a bet in this yet, but my lean is over, and my lean is probably 49ers because I want to see if the Packers can build off of a good offensive week. Oh yeah. Eagles-Cowboys to wrap it up Monday night. The battle of the NFC beast line is at three and a half. Cowboys are favored over under 51. We want to talk about dumb coaching. We can start right with Mark Mike McCarthy. Um, I think I need to say this because I, I came out pretty strongly against the Cowboys preseason. I am still against them for the pure and simple fact that I think their coaching staff is filled with a bunch of morons, um, mostly Mike McCarthy. I think talent, though, has far exceeded my it has overcome so much of that I think their ability on offense to put up points and to move the ball through the air is better than I had initially anticipated I thought it was going to be good but it's been very good they get an Eagles team better secondary this year around Gannon's done a good job scheming it up they get an offense that can push the ball Cowboys defense is very good where do you see this lo- this this game going I I think it's going to come down to coaching which scares me for a pick here but you know, yeah. this is where we're at. I don't love this game. I don't really love this 
line. But yeah, Dallas, I mean, their offense is super explosive. They can move the ball. Dak, he can push the ball downfield fine. Uh, they, I mean, both running backs are really good. Um, I do like them. The, this Philly team, they're hard to read. I think they're going to be a team that flashes a lot this year, but comes up short a lot and just yep. doesn't totally execute the way that they should. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Dallas here at minus three and a half. I, I, I don't like that hook there, but it's just based on their offense and just Philly, they can flash, they can move the ball, but I, I just don't see them being able to keep up in the scoring that, that Dallas is more than likely going to, going to put up. So I, I'll go Dallas on this. Uh, I, I kind of feel that way. It's just, it's hard for me to back Dallas right now with Mike McCarthy. I think <laughs> a moron. I think there's a big overreaction. If you look simply at the box scores, you're like, oh, shit, Cowboys are pretty damn good. And it's not untrue, but there's a lot of decisions he makes in and out through the game, game management and kind of decision management where you're just kind of like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Yep. End of the game against the Chargers. It worked out, but playing for that field goal there and letting that time expire and kicking what like a fifty six yard or whatever, not the greatest decision. You saw it in the ca- in the in the football or uh, Bucks game, giving Tom Brady it worked out, but he gave him like a minute before the half. Like it's just simple things in decision making. Kellen Moore's done a good job of you know scheming up offensively, but how much how long can talent alone sort of overcome? The coaching decisions. At some point, it's going to come back to haunt them. This is a divisional game. Divisional games are generally played tougher and tighter. I don't like laying it with the Eagles, but with the hook on there, I, I think I'm going to take Eagles. I'm going to lean that way. I haven't made an official pick there, um, but I think I lean Eagles just on that, but I, I don't feel good about it. It's not a game yeah. I feel great about <laughs> either yeah, way. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yep, same here. Um, all right, so just to clarify for the listeners, we just went through it all. All those games are like leans. Some of them we may actually be betting. I'm going to go through what I I am betting at this point. I'm going to give out more picks on our social, at Trophy Kids Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, if you want to kind of give out what you get are getting too. But so far, the games that I am definitively betting, Cardinals minus 5.5, um, Chargers plus 6.5, Browns 7.5, and, and that's all I've got at this oh and my bucks minus one and a half those are the only picks i am definitively going with right now i will add more to that but that's that's where i'm at yeah i agree with those the only one i'd add that i'm definitely gonna do would i'd probably take the buffalo as well nice all right yeah i like it so the rest of those games where our leans our initial opinions those are the games we're betting i will add more i don't know if you have any other final thoughts before we wrap this up no i'm good Nice. All right. Another one in the books. We'll see how it plays. I'm hoping I got to do better this week. This is going to be down <laughs> bad, man, if this isn't going better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week's episode is going to be a, a lot. Some it's next week will be interesting. Tune in next week to see how <laughs> the state of Nate. We'll see. <laughs> all righty. Uh, we'll see you all later. Peace. Peace.